This is a podcast by Wellhouse Church, where personal spiritual growth is fueled through a variety of practices rather than a single prescriptive time of devotion, where we discuss different spiritual practices that help us be more present with God, others, and ourselves. Hey man, what's going on? Not a lot, not a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Careful now. Yeah, it's been a day, man. Yeah, long day, rough day. Yeah, it started off great. Um, woke up completely refreshed. If you know me, I don't sleep well. Yeah. I am... Apparently, I'm terrible at sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> I don't do well. Um, but last night, it was one of those nights that I fell asleep and then woke up without dreaming, without anything. And it was amazing. Do you take melatonin? No. I should. I was going to say, you probably should. I've been thinking about getting into that cloudy thing where they like diffuse melatonin and lavender and things in those little tubes and you like sniff it before you go to bed. Oh, why not just take the like the melatonin like, like vitamin capsule? Yeah. Hmm. It's actually an interesting idea. But um, started off great. Then I had a bunch of homework I had to do and then spent the rest of the day working on the trailer. Yeah. So I feel that. I spent the whole day. Editing and working on some fundraising stuff, so. Busy, busy. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Well, today, we are still talking about Gary Thomas's book, The Sacred Pathways. And we will be for... A few more weeks. Yeah, uh, almost s- through it. Exploring your soul's unique path to God. And today... As the title suggests, we are talking about the caregiver. Which, if you, so so, if you're familiar with the Enneagram and you're familiar with the two, which is the helper, you also know that if you have one of these in your life, consider yourself lucky, right? Yeah. Um, They they are the people that take care of everyone else, Mm -hmm. right? Um, and the the document that we've been working off of, it says they love God by serving others and worship by giving of themselves. They may nurse the sick and disabled, adopt a prisoner, donate time at a shelter, etc. All about serving and giving, right? Yep. And very little receiving and taking. Yep. Um, which, if I have to guess, Gary talks about that being one of the downfalls at the end of the chapter. Yeah, serving for yourself. Yeah, not enough self-care. But um, we'll get into that a, a bit more later. But these people are amazing. Yeah, they are. I think if you really know the Enneagram, like all of us, the Enneagram is actually a tool for you to know your strengths and weaknesses. And it's more a tool for you to know where you're at in your own like emotional health yeah. um, and how you how you can evaluate how you're acting to let you know where you're at. And so if you look at it too, from that route, the unhealthy piece of them is that they, uh, they serve because they feel like it's the way they have, like that they need to do it in order to be loved. Yeah. And so if you do have someone like this in your life, you should cherish them, but you should also let them know like they are loved beyond what they do. Yeah. Um, and also, maybe in that, you need to ask yourself the same question, like, 
um, do I love them because they do for me? Oh yeah, that's a good point. Um, and if that's the case, then you should probably work on that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, real, real kind of frankly. Yeah, maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe so. But I think this is a good, this is a good chapter for um, a lot of people because there are a lot of twos in the world. Yeah. Um, I think they're harder and harder to find in a self-centered individualistic world. Yeah. But I do think they're still out there. And I think there are a lot of people that find themselves closest to God when they're serving. Mm. And even if you don't, serving is a call of the church. Yeah. And so there are some things to learn here for sure. Absolutely. Um, now, Gary has a few different biblical examples, uh, but he misses a very crucial one that I think is important. And so we're going to talk about this one versus the ones that Gary talks about. And You should still go pick up his book, read it, and read these examples. Oh, for sure. Absolutely. But um, his examples are Mordecai from Esther and Jesus. Yeah. My example is Martha. Great one. From Mary and Martha, the story. She is this very independent woman. She seems to be the owner of her own home. Mm-hmm. Which, very odd back in that day and time for a oh, woman yeah. to own her own home. Yes. Yeah, Extremely odd. Yeah. Now, oddly enough, through the biblical narrative, we see quite a few women of that status. Yeah. Um, especially in the writings of Paul but and Acts. But anyways, so she seems to own her own home. And Jesus and his disciples, I guess they're staying with her or they come over for dinner. Text is not very clear, but he's sitting, you know, in the common space and the disciples are sitting at his feet and they're teaching. And Martha is running around, hustling and bustling, serving to cook the food for the meal. And she comes out. She gets, she's frustrated with Mary yeah. because Mary's not serving. Right. Now that's the pitfall of the caregiver. Yeah. Judging people because they don't serve. Yeah. Um, she is a great example of a caregiver because not only is that the story we get of her, we also get a story from Luke where she's one of the men, the women mentioned that is of the first appearance of the empty tomb because she's going to tend to the Jesus corpse of Jesus. Mm. So once again, offering care to a person, even after they're dead. Yeah. Serving continuously. Yeah, for sure. It It is this act of service and you know serving is it's the thing that goes unnoticed yeah um i mean how many movies have that scene where like the people of power are eating the food or drinking all the whiskey in the the home office and like 
the women are just in there cleaning and cooking and serving and yeah so i've got i've got something to add to that real quick i i observed something in our family the other day that i'm very very proud of um we had dinner um and the males were in the kitchen cleaning the kitchen and the females were sitting in the the living room visiting together I was actually, this? Um, I don't know, like a week ago or something like that. I don't know. Was I, I at dinner? No, I don't think so. I think, I think it was just me and mom and dad. Would you say then the female, so it's just yeah, mom? It's just mom, but okay. I was trying to create this, like, never mind. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was like, wait, I'm confused. I was trying to paint the, the picture. Got you. Um, but um, very proud of that, by the way. Yeah. The fact that... and. and we do it out of like wanting to serve. Yeah. Right. Wanting to give back. Um, because if you know our mom, she is a caregiver. Oh, she is like the definition of a two. Oh my yeah. gosh. She and amazing yep. what she does. Yep. Um so we don't do it out of like we believe that the man's only place is in the kitchen. <laughs> right. <It's, laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> It's not the flip side of like no. the woman sits on the couch like go make me a sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> it's not that no. kind of scenario. Um, and also, um, you should do you should have characteristics of a caregiver, just like we talked about, just because you're a Christian, yeah. because you want to serve and love the people around you. Yeah. Well, and if you have. Um, a caregiver in your life, it lends itself to you kind of knowing who you are. If you have a caregiver in your life, you are going to be one of two people. You're going to be the person that takes advantage. No. Or you're going to be the person that gives care back. Yeah. Um, that's a really good point. Um, and obviously you want to be the person that gives the care back. And if you're a healthy person, yeah, um, I mean, there are always people who um, are going to take advantage. Yeah. It's just inevitable. And that that's another downfall of the caregiver is they can very easily become a welcome mat yeah. just for people to step on. Yeah. Um, and, and maybe you're not physically able to give actual care back like physical care to the oh, like you're not an able body yeah maybe you're not able to wash dishes yeah. maybe you're not able to cook dinner um or i don't know do whatever but we are all able to to be a caregiver and just be present with somebody yeah, that's fair. I don't think that's how Gary is talking about caregiving. No, but, but I do think that that's is still care. a yeah, it's is a type of care for sure. Yeah. Um for sure it is a type of care. And I think if if you're a caregiver and you're listening to this, we applaud you for sure. Absolutely. Um because in your giving of care, you feel closest to God. And I would remind everyone, caregiver or not, of the night when Jesus washes the disciples' feet. 
Um, we don't understand the power of that image because we have running water. Most of us take one, if not multiple baths a day. Uh, we have closed toed shoes. We have socks. Uh, we have paved roads. We have nice luscious grass. And on these paved roads, there's not animal excrement right. thrown about it. Yeah. Our shoes actually protect our feet. In the ancient world, all of which I just described doesn't exist. Yeah. Um, if you slip on the mountainside, odds are you're going to cut your foot open because all you have is some wicker sandals. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, if you're rich, they might be leather, but. Yeah. Super rich. Yeah. yeah. Super rich. Um. So, like, they don't have that. So when Jesus sits down to wash their feet, this is this does a few different things. Number one, um, I've read a ton of ancient literature outside of the Bible just because I'm a nerd. Um, and one of the things that I like to read are, like, lists of jobs for cities. That sounds boring, bro. Yeah, but it, it really helps your Greek. Okay. <laughs> um, I've read a number of these lists. Foot washer is not one of them. Mm. Do you know what that means? Jesus didn't come up with this on his own. Right. This would have this would have been common to the practice. Uh, Jesus was not novel in that way. It means that it was slaves' work. Hmm. Hmm. So Jesus serves to the slave level. He socially and also very literally made himself go down. Yeah, well, even in that text, he takes off his outer garment. Yeah, Which is taking on the look of a slave. Yeah, So Jesus cares and serves at a very... um, Almost demeaning kind of level. Yeah, I I was trying to find the word demeaning, humiliating uh, kind of level. And he also does something presumably that would put him at risk of making himself ritualistically unclean. Mm. Because if he touches one of those cuts on their feet and it's bleeding, he's now unclean you can't touch blood Mm. another conversation never mind so jesus embodies caregiving to the point that it's really really uncomfortable Mm. as do most caregivers if you are a caregiver odds are you give care to the point that it is uncomfortable and hard yeah um and people who aren't caregivers. Um, I know this because um, I'm not that kind of caregiver. Um, it's hard for me to make myself uncomfortable yeah. to care for someone. Um, so I'm right there with you. But that is the excellence that you're striving for. Yeah. Um, the Maybe it is literal to this but also maybe it's not 
but the idea of washing someone else's feet. Stooping that low, right? That is the goal. Have you have you ever been to a foot washing ceremony, like a service? No? No. So we were involved at a church for a long time, uh, several years anyways, um, that their Maundy Thursday service for Holy Week mm-hmm. is a foot washing service. How does that work? Does everybody just... They have all these stations set up around the sanctuary, and it's a like a, a guided meditative prayer, contemplative style, um, prayer meeting. And there's light instrumental music playing in the background. There's a, a a leader of the service prompting you and these types of things. And they just have all these foot washing stations around the auditorium. And if you feel led, you go and wash someone's feet. You can wash someone you don't know. You can wash someone you know. You can wash your spouses. They can wash yours. You can only wash. You can be the recipient of washing. It, it really is kind of a spiritual moment of just the spirit flowing through and guiding different people to wash feet in different ways. That's beautiful. The, the metaphor is really beautiful. I don't, it's not quite as powerful as it would have been in the ancient world. Right. Now, one year they did it and they had um like buckets of dirt next to the water mm. and so you would like stick your feet in the buckets of dirt before to like help like dirty it up so they gave you more of this sense of visual cleansing mm. um that's cool yeah, it, it was like it was a really powerful moment. Um just just to watch these, you know, hundred people washing feet of one another and serving and caring for people in that way. Um Hunter and I did it for each other. Um it's really, really kind of you don't know the power in that until yeah. you've done it. Mm-hmm. Um and so I say all that to say, like, caregiving is not unique no. to the caregiver. Caregivers feel like they're closest to God when they're providing care. Yeah. But it doesn't mean that everyone shouldn't be providing care. Absolutely. I would remind you what Jesus says. Whatever you've done to the least of these, you've done unto me. Yeah. So caregiving is not something that's limited to an Enneagram two no, or an Enneagram one wing two or Enneagram three wing two. Yeah. Um, everyone should be serving at some level. Yeah. So what are some modern, like what are some contemporary ways that you could serve someone? And oh. so also I want to point this out. Uh, if any of you are married or not married, but you've done the love language mm-hmm. book, you know, there are five love languages, words of affirmation, quality time, acts of service, physical touch, and gifts. My love language is acts of service. Really? Yeah. So, like, if you want to show me love, you do it. Like, I receive love best through acts of service. 
Mm. Um, and so, like, if you have a spouse that their love language is acts of service, you need to embody a caregiver at a different kind of level. Yeah. No, that's a good point. Um, that could be one of those things. I don't know. I'm giving an example because this is something that I would enjoy, but (laughs) like coming home from a long day at work and being able to sit down and eat dinner. Right. Oh, like it's already made. Yeah. And like waiting for you. Yeah. Or, um, having, (laughs) this sounds like Pleasantville, but, um, or like having to make a cocktail for your spouse. Right. Or, or whatever that is. Um, I have a funny story about the dinner thing. Okay. So I know someone, I'm going to exclude names for the sake of the podcast, but I know someone who was newly married and was going to work and uh, their spouse said, hey, can you leave me some money so I can go to the grocery store today? (laughs) And they said, yeah, sure. So they gave him some money, you know, a few hundred dollars. And go and they go off to work and they come home and they say the house is like spotless. The table is all set with the nice china that they just got. And she comes in and, and sets a beer down in front of him, like, hey, how was your day, honey? All this kind of stuff. And and he's sitting there going, Oh yeah. This is what married life is supposed to be like. Yeah. Hoo-ha. <laughs> she brings in a cast iron skillet full of hamburger helper. <laughs> now, we're not laughing at hamburger helper, no. but Clayton knows this story. And funny thing is, is like the man loathes, hates, hates loathes. It. Hamburger helper. He's like, I ain't eating that. Goes to the kitchen, goes to the cupboard, and it's like 30 different flavors of hamburger helper. <laughs> and then goes to the fridge and just pounds and pounds of hamburger, <laughs> yeah, hamburger meat. meat. So <laughs> I think it's funny that, you know, that could be a really good way to experience X service until it's not. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, but doing things that your spouse likes, right? Yeah. Cooking a dinner that they like. Yeah. Um, or maybe it's um, making them a cup of coffee in the morning, right? Um, what Whatever that is, whatever that means for your spouse or your significant other, because that's not even necessarily limited to married couples either. If you are in... Um, a, in, a, in a relationship and you're not married, you should still serve your yeah well i don't think that's limited to like romantic or intimate relationships either i mean if you're a roommate yeah you know this better than anyone yeah um that's a good point if you want to have a good relationship with your roommate both of you better serve the other one well or it's just never gonna work yeah that means clean your messes up Or potentially clean theirs as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So cleaning your mess ain't serving anybody. No. That's just expectation. (laughs) (laughs) You just better clean your own stuff up. Serving would be vacuuming or cleaning the counters or going above and beyond what's the expectation. Yeah. So maybe it's if you borrow someone's car, you fill the 
car up with gas. Yeah. Um, if you go to the grocery store, you can serve someone with what? New girl example. Oh, love it. Um, what you got? When Schmidt comes home with a cookie and he gives it to Nick and said, hey, man, I was just thinking about you. And then Nick really freaks out, like, why were you thinking about <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but that's an example of, like, serving, right? Yeah. Thought about him, bought him a cookie, brought it home, and gave it to him. Right? Yeah, I think, so I might classify more of that in, like, gifts. Okay. Um, I would maybe put serving more as if Nick was gone and Schmidt was like, hey, I'm man. bake him some cookies. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's like doing an act. Okay. Um, You know, I guess maybe going to the store to get him a cookie is one thing. But especially, like, yeah, I think it's definitely an an act of service for sure. Yeah. So vacuuming, cleaning, cooking, um, filling the car up. Yeah. All these types of, of acts that that ease someone's life or day um, would fall under the category of caregiving. Yeah. Um, Absolutely. And whoever your people are, think about the things that they like and that you could make their lives easier by doing these things. Yeah. Um, And like we said, this isn't limited to romantic relationships. It's not even necessarily limited to... um, like a roommate situation it could just be your friend yeah um the the your neighbor next door right you go out to mow your yard maybe i mow theirs too yeah exactly now i will leave you with this not all superheroes wear capes mm. but yeah. all caregivers are superheroes hey man that is dude new merch <laughs>